0: listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen. Folks out there, we are in the middle of analyzing this Scientific American article about a company called orchid orchid and so let me continue with this, folks, because we're getting to some really important uh, information here. It says, by contrast, orchids risk assessment. Okay, so remember, we ended the last segment saying that most children are born healthy and most couples who do carrier screening come away reassured. Okay, so that was the uh, sort of uh, carrier screening that was going on prior to ORCID. So now it says, in contrast, Orchid's risk assessment includes common diseases, ensuring that a high percentage of prospective parents who do this version of preconception testing will find something to worry about. Right? So you're going to Orchid, you're getting the screening done, and the chances now The percentage has gone up that you will find something that these scientists, these engineers, these doctors can get you to worry about. And so one of the things we've learned from our midwifery group and from our doula and from some of the other people we've talked to in and around this natural birth movement that's growing, actually, which is great, getting back to the real traditional medicine, is that the doctors, uh, when you're being managed by the hospitals and such, they want to continue to do ultrasounds. And they are looking for any number of reasons to push you in the direction of a C-section or push you in the direction of inducing labor early. And I don't know why. Maybe that's so they can get your kid into one of those incubators or one of those beta tested synthetic wombs or something. But so they're always looking for reasons to make you worry. And that will all play into, as we saw them, uh, you know, Musk and the other crypto pirates talking about. Is that they can grow babies safer and more efficiently inside of the synthetic womb than women can inside of their tummy. And that's the push. They're going to start making women feel inferior, that they can't do this, that a husband and wife can't manage having a child, that they're going to need to give up their uh, tissue cells and grow them inside of a laboratory. Let's continue. Those who choose to act on their concerns will soon have the option of paying for IVF plus Orchid's embryo testing package. According to its promotional materials, the company will provide a scorecard intended to identify among various embryos the future children least likely to develop heart disease breast cancer, prostate cancer, type 1 or 2 diabetes and five other conditions that make up Orchid's current common disease risk portfolio. You see now, so you're giving these guys your DNA swab <laughs> and they're going to sit there and figure out which embryo um uh, because because you have the option of this IVF um this in vitro fertilization, and then the embryo testing package, and then they're going to basically run your embryos against a scorecard and identify which one have the chance of not having all these horrible diseases, right? I'm telling you, eventually the, the, it's going to be, okay, now let's pick which one, let's grow it in the lab. Okay, it goes on to say, with a marketing strategy that encourages routine use of IVF for those who can afford it, Orchid breaks new ground in introducing the first, but likely not the last, consumer-driven model of human reproduction. Right, Consumer-driven model of reproduction. And in united states in the west we live in a soulless materialistic consumer driven culture now okay so now again you go on amazon you order a shirt you've got 162 colors to pick from do you want it to be a regular neck a v-neck buttons no buttons long sleeve short sleeve tucked in, tucked out, wrinkle-free, denim, you know. So now this is how they're going to play to you with your child, this consumer-driven model, no more surprises. Look, my wife and I don't know the gender of our baby. We chose not to. She's kind of more impatient than me. She sort of wanted to know. I didn't want to know. She went with me. I love her for that because I figured there's no more surprises in life. And so I don't want to know until the baby comes out. She was worried a little bit about decorating the room. And with the baby shower, we got a lot of gifts. And it was no problem. Uh, We like adventure. She's a huge fan of hiking and camping. Uh, My sister and mother's theme was like adventure and hiking. And so everybody ended up getting all these gifts that had adventure and animals and hiking patterns. And so it's gender neutral, man. It doesn't really matter. We didn't have to go pink or blue. And I told her, if you want pink or blue, I hate using Amazon, but we have Amazon within five minutes of the baby being born. I can pop on Amazon while I'm sitting in the birthing tub with you, and I can order those things, and they'll be there the next day. So don't worry about it. But now, this is it. We live in a consumer-driven world where you're going to be able to pick and choose all the features of your child. No more surprises. Everything on demand. Everything instant gratification. I could wait nine months to know the gender of my child. All right, folks, it goes on to say the ambitions of this new Silicon Valley venture into healthcare are backed by the imp- uh, impremature of health tech luminaries. Ready for this, f- folks? V- a Valley venture. So, this is um, ambitions of this new Silicon Valley venture into healthcare are backed by who? 23andMe co-founder and Orchid investor Ann uh, how do you say Ann, uh, Wuchitsky. and so you would say well wait a second who is Ann Wuchitsky? well she's co-founder and CEO of 23andMe and what was 23andMe folks I'm over on their website 23andMe.com oh look they're running a special exclusive offer buy one kit get 20% off each additional kit see cart for details and so what do they do here? They do the $99 Ancestry and Traits Service. They do the Health and Ancestry Service. They do the 23 me Membership. It's $169 for the kit plus $29 one-year prepaid membership. And what does it say here? Hi, we're 23andMe. We're all about real science, real data, and genetic insights that can help make it easier for you to take action on your health. And so I remember a few years ago when this came out, I think you do, people were screaming, don't send your DNA to these people, don't send your DNA to these people. And so you'd say to yourself, who is this Ann Wachitsky? Well, her husband is Sergey Brin. And who is Sergey Brin? Sergey Brin is an American business magnate, computer scientist, and internet entrepreneur. He co-founded Google with Larry Page. Brin was the president of Google's parent company, Alphabet Inc., until he stepped down in December 2019. So you have this woman, Ann Wojcicki, Wachitsky, who is the founder and CEO of 23andMe. And now you've got 23andMe invested in Orchid. So now, was it really about ancestry? Was it really about your health ancestry? Or was it really about this? The beginning of designer babies, a consumer-driven baby model. It goes on to say Orchid's first product on the market is the couple report at a cost of $1,100. Phase 2, scheduled for launch later this year, examines embryos conceived by IVF, allowing the couple to pick and choose among potential children in a process that Orchid CEO Nor uh, Siddique now ready for this I'm going to go back to this because it's important about picking and choosing the embryo. But right now, Orchid CEO Nor speaking in an interview on the podcast Mendelspot in April, referred to as embryo prioritization. Okay, embryo pri- prioritization. So you're going to be able to pick the embryo that you want. But who is Norris Former Theo Foundation fellow whose interests lie in the use of technology in medicine. That's the uh, symbol there, folks. Thiel Foundation fellow. And we told you all about the Thiel Foundation. They drag you out of college early. You leave, you quit. However you want to look at it, they give you $100,000 from Peter Thiel, and you sit in an incubator lab, an incubator, like a synthetic womb. It's a synthetic incubator. No, and they put you inside of this incubator, and you work on your project. And so this Thiel Foundation fellow, Nor Siddiqui, is now the CEO of Orchid with an investment partner, Ann Wuchitsky, who is the CEO of 23andMe and married to Sergey Brin, the founder of Google. Folks, 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 do you see how it all connects? It's always the Wizards of Oz behind the curtain. So now you have Peter Thiel's dirty little hands on developing consumer-driven babies. And then you have 23andMe and you have Google. Oh, yeah, folks. Oh yeah. See, it's so easy to figure out the true intentions. That's why I told you to hold tight and to not fall into the trap of believing that any of this is about, about helping you. I mean, that is not what this is about, folks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now that you know that, now that you know that Peter Thiel is behind this, you can cancel your appointment with Orchid because the last thing I would do is give Peter Thiel any kind of DNA swaps or access to your embryos, ladies and gentlemen, especially since we know that one of his other Thiel fellow minions, the founder of Ethereum, is behind the normalization the humanization and the adoption campaign to push synthetic wombs into the mainstream lexicon ladies and gentlemen when i get back we'll continue with this article and then we'll jump over to CRISPR cast 9 so you'll have an understanding of that by the time this episode is over ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Pain.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold standard. All right, folks. Now we know that Peter Thiel, 23 of me, you know, connected to Google, all involved in the designer baby industry now. So I'm gonna skip forward in the scientificamerican.com article. There's a lot of meat in there, but we just don't have the time to go through everything with a fine tooth comb. So, I think right now you're understanding the gist of this. Basically, you're going to uh, use in vitro to get pregnant, and then basically they're going to examine the various embryo choices for you and determine which one is going to be the healthiest baby and such. So I just want to get down here a little bit into the insurance companies and the uh, ethics they're worried about. It says, but should insurance companies pay for fertile couples to embryo shop? That's a question, folks. Should insurance companies pay for this? This issue is complicated, especially in light of the fact that polygenic risk scores can generate predictions for more than just heart disease and cancer. They can be devised for any trait with a heritable component, and existing models offer predictions for educational attainment, uh, uh, neuroticism, and same-sex sexual behavior all with the same caveats and limitations as Orchid's current tests for major diseases. To be clear, tests for these behavioral traits are not part of Orchid's current genetic panel. But when talking about tests, the company does offer Sidiqui. that's the teal-backed CEO of the company, suggested that the ultimate decision maker should be the parents to be, quote, I think at the end of the day, you have to respect patient autonomy, end quote. She said, oh, yes, they're so concerned about the patients now. Despite Orchid's hard lean into parental free choice. Bioethicists such as Gabriel Lazaro Munoz of the Center for Medical Ethics and Health Policy at Baylor College of Medicine worry that orchid system of ranking embryos may unduly influence prospective parents and replace a very necessary broader societal debate on what qualifies as a good life. That's the question. It's the question about the line in the sand. Where do we draw the line in the sand? So what these guys are going to do, what, what this person is worried about, is that orchid is basically going to influence you to choose an, one embryo over the other. And then they're going to decide what qualifies as a good life. As I asked you earlier Do you believe that the scientists and engineers should define what is a good life? Should they define how a baby grows inside of the womb by putting them in the synthetic womb and then controlling that environment? What if they notice that the baby is going to have some sort of a birthmark? Do they get to remove it in the process? I mean, who decides this folks? I mean, honestly, this is manipulating, uh, hacking, hijacking, pirating natural life. That's what it is. It goes on to say, it is problematic for that reason, according to Lazaro Munoz, to have these companies, quote, bias the conversation, end quote. Again, that's what we're talking about, is they're going to push people in one direction or the other. It goes on to say, lurking in the background of every discussion on embryo selection and ethics is the specter of eugenics, quote, I think we have to be very aware of our history, end quote, Lazaro Munoz said, quote, in terms of sterilization and state-mandated programs in the past that were aimed at exterminating individuals with some of these conditions, end quote. And folks, we have a history of sterilization and, um, and, um, state-mandated programs like this. In fact, uh, JBS Haldane actually studied a lot of that. He came down on the side of some of it, against some of it, in favor of some of it. So this is stuff that's been going on uh, for a long time. And now we're back to eugenics, and creating designer babies is in fact going to be eugenics. We're engineering humanity. It is the human evolution of humans, and look what humans do with the powers in which they find uh in their control it says clearly orchid anticipates pushback the company's promotional materials include guides to fertility planning and the genetics of irritable bowel disease but also a set of talking points for concerned relatives described as quote how to respond to your family skeptics playing god designer babies and genetic enhancement end quote but see this is what has to happen as i told you they have to have a large enough number of people doing this so that those people uh because they will be that the ones in favor of it will be more vocal than those against it and so the voice of the ones for it will sound louder than the ones against it and so now when you're at a dinner table if um you were doing this, and then your uncle, some old school guy, says, oh, 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 wait a minute, you're playing God. They're arming you with the material, as I'm trying to arm you with the material on the other side, to say, no, you know, our baby could end up with irritable bowel syndrome, and so we don't want that to happen, and this is why we're doing it. And then eventually, the people who are against it, the skeptics, will just get shouted down and eventually be called racist for not supporting this that's how it's going to work that's what they're in the process of doing now running the adoption campaign it says quote yes we're going there end quote the guide says ethics bring it on this is not a company in a defensive crouch the quote our principles end quote section of its website positions genetic testing as a human right end quote from a reproductive freedom perspective we stand for a couple's right to have access to information that enables them to mitigate disease risk for their future child end quote it says like other silicon valley healthcare technology pioneers orchid presents itself less as a product than as a social justice movement with a little commercial venture on the side like a gift shop now i will say to you they asked a question about the insurance companies Now, in your mind, folks, would the insurance companies, if they believe this technology work, not be something that they would actually pay for because in the end, they are going to end up with a child who supposedly won't get any diseases that they will be insuring. Therefore, it will cost them less out of pocket down the line. So an insurance company could be tempted by the financial outcome of that child. And this type of stuff will tie into uh, human capital bonds eventually. Alison McDowell has covered a lot of this. Not sure if you listen to her. I'm going to eventually get into some of that. I'd love to talk to Alison. Many of you want me to get her on the show. So if you want that to happen, reach out to her. Uh I am not on Rockfin. Uh, I do not um you know sit out here and show for cryptocurrency. So maybe she would come on the show, but she blocked me a long time ago. I wasn't trying to be a pain in the neck. I was actually trying to ask her some questions, but I don't know. Sometimes she uh the old battle axe there gets a little uh gets a little upset if you ask questions. Um, when you guys ask me questions, I try to answer them, do I not? All right, this goes on to say, Orchid dismisses suggestions from detractors that its marketing oversells what polygenic risk scores have to offer in the context of screening embryos. Quote, parents are asking for this information and deserve to know it, end quote. Siddiqui a teal-backed uh, fellow told uh, Mendelspod. Warning that those who stand in the way are, quote, frankly being a little bit uh, paternalistic, end quote. See... This is how they're going to end up attacking us. And if prospective parents are not asking, Siddiquis suggested, perhaps they should be. When it comes to the next generation, quote, we've been sort of just rolling the dice, end quote, Siddiquis said, while, quote, the ability to actually stack the odds against disease is sort of a new capability that humanity has just gotten online, end quote. You see, you see, you see the attitude of this one, of this Theobach fellow here, where it says, When it comes to the next generation, we've been sort of just rolling the dice. Well, that's what we've done with every generation. Is it not? We've rolled the dice. And so now her job is to go out there. That's why she's the CEO. Uh, The job is to go out there. Hang on one second. Let me just check something for you folks before I say she and her. I'm assuming it's a woman, but I could be wrong. Let's see. I want to double-check this. I'm looking it up in real-time. I don't like to do real-time research, okay? But I'm going to look. Okay, yes, it is a woman, all right? So it's a woman they put in charge of this company. Just like Peter Thiel has the other fellow, she's a female, the uh, influencer... It was like this uh, was a TikTok influencer turned, you know, MAGA conservative personality who's out there trying to get a hold of women's menstrual cycle data. Folks, I'd start tweeting at Peter Thiel. He's got one of his Thiel minions out there pushing synthetic wombs. He's got one of his Thiel minions out there. Uh, pushing this designer baby stuff. He's got another Theo minion out there trying to get a hold of your menstrual cycle data through their company, 28. This guy is a total pervert. By the way, not that it matters, but he's a homosexual, and all the information I found, he has no children. Marie Albanese thought she saw... She showed me somewhere where it said he does, but I've read that he he doesn't. Um, So this guy is out there, this pervert, trying to get a hold of your menstrual cycle data trying to talk you into letting him kill some of your embryos and save another embryo, and then having one of his minions out there uh, pushing the synthetic womb. So tweet at Peter Thiel. Let him know who he You know who he is now. The same guy who tells you Christianity and transhumanism are the same because both God and him offer you eternal life, immortality. Oh, yeah, yeah give this guy all of your information folks seriously give peter thiel all of your data all right folks so let me just wrap up this article i'm skipping ahead a little bit it says ultimately if technology allows orchid to offer a product that meaningfully reduces the risk of disease susceptibly in the next generation does that mean that anyone who can't or won't use it deserves their bad luck Question mark? Question mark. That's a question, folks. So if you can't afford it, or if you choose not to use it, do you deserve bad luck? Folks, I'll risk natural life, the creator's plan before i ever go to one of these technocrats but now what they'll do is they'll tie this into some kind of government grant to make it fully accessible to everyone to the point where then they'll actually mandate it oh yeah government mandated eugenics oh yeah oh where have we heard of that before says right here if the basic no frills version of human reproduction comes to be seen as a form of careless parenting It invites a callous parsing of who does and does not deserve their fate, and by extension, who does and does not deserve resources and support. So you see where this is going? Do you get it? Let me recap, folks. If the basic, no-frills version of human reproduction comes to be seen as a form of careless parenting. Oh yeah, folks. So if you don't submit to the Peter Thiel-backed orchid, to the 23andMe Google-partnered orchid, if you don't do a screening and then in vitro and then let them kill some of your embryos to save another, if you don't eventually take the embryo and let them grow it inside of a synthetic womb, then that will be considered careless parenting, of which at that point they will take your embryo from you which is exactly where this is going. You can see it. This is exactly where this is going, folks. They will raise it in a lab and they will own it. So instead of sending child protective services out to your house because you chose to homeschool your child or child protective services because you chose not to vaccinate your child or child protective services because you chose not to bring your child to a drag, drag queen story hour or child protective services because you don't feed your child government-backed. You know, franken wheat cereal, but choose to give them natural foods from local organic farms. Oh, now, if you choose not to do screening, if you choose to take on fate, if you choose to have faith that your child will be healthy, then they will have the right to take your child away before it is even born. Do you see where this is headed, folks? Do you see where it's headed? And then they're going to take your little embryo and stick it in the child's cell, the, pr- the fetus prison they call the synthetic womb. It's so easy to see where they're going with this. And it's so easy to see that it's all very real. Because when you look at the monsters behind it, it is always the same technocratic transhumanist psychopaths. Why would anyone trust Peter Thiel and his partners with the synthetic womb with the company 28 that wants your menstrual cycle data or with this company orchid that wants to plug you up with in vitro and then kill your embryos that don't deserve to live come on folks Do you trust peter thiel think about that over the break ladies and gentlemen i'm dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold